Welcome back to the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. I'm Sean Maloney, back in the house alongside Stephen Hoyles and Sam Worthington. So much to get through over the next half an hour. We've got the June Test Series to wrap up. We've got the Lions Tour ticking along, tickety-boo. We've got Australian Women's Sevens. We've got Wallaroos. We've got the full box and dice, men. How you doing? Afternoon, Do Shawnee. Welcome yeah. back. It's been a been a while, as you mentioned. You've been um, up to all sorts, and the, the backs come right. Backs the back the backs come right. I had to get off the end zone in the Valium, and our poor co-host Christy Doran didn't he cop the brunt? He did. So he, he cop the got brunt. An, he got an end zone lashing. They call it. He yeah. got an end zone lashing, <laughs> and that was yeah. that was day that was day two. So. Uh, that was bad. I mean, I was in a bad place. So I haven't seen Christy <laughs> no. Lauren since. Well, he hasn't, is he, he hasn't well? been here since. He's, He's spent most of the time at HR. I was expecting enough. a HR backlash yeah. from Doran. <laughs> He's doing a Wednesday counselling day. This would normally yep. be his day off, but yep. he's, uh, yep. he's in, he's in counselling today. Uh, look, you know. I'll, I'll get tai square Chi, with him. I think, is his go-to. He looks like a Tai Chi bloke, he's a ta- he? he he'd do the crane. He'd definitely do the crane. He'll, be, he'll bounce back, but we did it. Tripod? Some dark days. I actually yeah, reckon, that's, is there the tripod move in Tai Chi? What did I say to you at the end, Weather? I said, when Sean's in a mood like that, what do I say? <laughs> what do you say? I said, no, I told you at the end of the podcast last week. I said, we can't use him when he's that mood. I said, irritable. Where am I irritable? Be, let him stay on the couch. <laughs> and leave, leave work him through his back issues. <laughs> he vented. He well yeah. and truly vented. Mate, so crook. Uh, and then in the week since, Halsey, we've been out and about shooting stuff with the Wallabies, which I've got to say, and we've caught some, we've caught some stick. Uh, on the line. Oh, we always do. Well, I mean, this is <laughs> this is minimal. Say? Now we got some stick from some uh, NRL fans who obviously saw the lightness between the way that we were interviewing and the way that Fletcher and Heine do their interviews. And I'm at first to say Fletcher and Heine have been doing that for years before us. But there are other elements of other shows all around the world that have been you know been taken from stuff that we've done yeah, too yeah. previously. So oh, there's nothing. We there's are a saying we are allowed to sit down and talk to two players at some stage. <laughs> at the same yeah. stage, <laughs> with all due respect, they do it very well. But it's not a, like a revolutionary oh, no, I concept. I, I no, love Fletcher Heine. Yeah. I sent you their link the other night. How good was that, mate? That they're Fletcher, <laughs> the John's Fletcher Heine, Matty John's Logie Award-winning. Uh, nomination video behind the scenes is seven of the funniest minutes of TV <laughs> you'll ever it? see. I haven't seen it. You I haven't have seen it. it. I'd, I'd say it's it their best work. It's yeah. amazing. Matty took the lead. And it is so good. Amazing. It's no, you've been doing a great job, and some some of these young guys are showing some real personalities, which is Ned what, Hannigan, which is who what we're we after. Hannigan a lot this year. Uh, very the one, interesting. The one I enjoyed the most was. Israel Flair and Carmichael Hunt because, yeah. you know, we see them so often. They've yeah. got to be guarded with what they say. We, yeah. we weren't by any means stupid, but we just had a chat about other codes and yeah. life and we got them smiling. Izzy Flair, I've, I've, tr- honestly, like Horsley says, in terms of, so Izzy came across in 2013 and I've, been, I've obviously been here. I'm coming up to my 10-year anniversary well in a couple of weeks uh, and it had a bit to do with Izzy over... Like a new mouse pad. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Anniversary coffee mouse, mug. Anniversary I think you can mouse bank pad. on a coffee mug. I'll put my. Is that what you get? Ten years. You know what I would like? <laughs> what would I'd you like? like a, I'd like a pen. I'm mad. You know, <laughs> I'm, mad for, I'm mad for pens. Absolute prima donna. I'm like a nicely pens. weighted yeah. pen, real heavy, like in my yeah, hands. Yeah, I don't trust myself with a good pen. I lose. You it. lose it. I'll definitely. I'll lose it within a week, no question. But I, that would be a nice present for ten years, which I've seen easy do his thing across that period of time and. The other week, up at Brisbane, staying at the Mantra, the boys like enjoy staying in apartments now rather than hotel rooms, which I think is refreshing and great. He was so relaxed, smiling, yep. laughing, clapping along. Just, it was so good to see. Yep. Yeah, I think a couple of people have mentioned behind the scenes. Uh, Maria Tutair, his uh, fiance across the Tasman. I think her netball season might have uh, finished. She's sure. been, she's been staying over here, and uh, he's scoring tries uh, for fun. So amazing, what a bit of romance can be, do. Became the first Wallaby ever to score three straight games worth of doubles. Only one. He, he has yeah. got a double. He's joined David Campisi, the only Wallaby that scored six tries in. 
in that many games. games. I think Campo went four and two or something. Four like that. one one, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah, amazing. You're right. The Wallabies been in that hotel. Um, sorry, in that those apartments as opposed to a standard twin room in a hotel. Like mm. uh, years and years of doing that, it gets boring. Yeah. Uh, a s- little small thing that Michael Check has done, but we we got to go to the one in Melbourne. Where were they? In the, they, were, they were on in Russell, Sydney. They were on, in, in Sydney. They were in Double Bay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. not massive on it. And didn't get the result. Oddly enough, didn't get the result. So maybe a, scandals. P- apartment living is the way to go. Apartment still living. sharing rooms though. Or what's the scenario? Yeah, yeah, like yeah but yeah, two separate. bedrooms, like two bedroom apartment. apartments, and a, like yeah. a service apartment. Yeah. Little kitchen, make a kitchen tea. Have a green tea. Yeah. Combine the green and Maybe the peppermint. Maybe throw peppermint in, yeah. Innovative stuff. Can I tell you what else happened when we were in doing the shoot in the apartment? Halsey made a go, and I don't know if the expense claims have gone through yet. Everywhere we went, he would raid the minibar. Because yeah, we we'd, we'd, we'd hire our own room. Yeah. The boys would come in, and first thing, Halsey, he'd be in the Toblerone. Toblerone? No, it wasn't Pringles. Toblerone. Mars bars. Mars bars. Yeah. Twixers. We, we'd go on a lo- we, so what happened was... Offering we, drinks to our camera crew. Who wants a gin and tonic? They need a drink. They, um, we flew up to the Gold Coast... Um, snuck in a quick surf at Snapper Rocks, Green Mount mm-hmm. uh, Rainbow. And then, so it's a long day, exhausting day. Uh, big current going on up there, were they? Yeah, you know, oh, like mate. Paddled 5K Love for five ways. And then I uh, got in the car and felt a little bit depleted. And anyway, the minibar was there. And then he hit it's, room service. He ordered room it's service. It's always exciting when you open the door and what, what you uncover around there. There's, there's so many variations, aren't there? What Could you sort of design your dream minibar scenario? I'll be here for hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sean, here Sean can specialise in the beverages, but for the yeah. food point of view, I like options. I like healthy options, and I like the odd, the odd sweet here and there, chocolate. Yeah, you don't get too many nuts. healthy options in yeah. the mini bar. But yeah. Anyway, so we've digressed away from the guys and their, and their digs and staying in the apartments, uh, which is great to see. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, the joy of where they stay will cover up what many saw in terms of on-field performance across June. If you're giving it an A, B, C, or D, were though, where would you have them? Uh, probably a C. I mean, it's hard to go higher than a C from what we saw. A lot of really good moments, but it was just shooting themselves in the foot was the big thing. It wasn't like the other teams were playing them off the park. It was all, uh, most of it was... Uh, Self-inflicted. Like, like Scotland were a good, you know, good honest team, and, and, and credit to them, they were probably a bit underrated. But, uh, yeah, most of it was self-inflicted. Uh, intercept passes, uh, dopey decision-making. Um, and, and, yeah, we're, we're sort of coming out of this series going, OK, we, we've found a couple of uh, promising players, but the overall picture isn't looking particularly rosy, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's, it's very hard to disagree with that, but I do sit back and think... We didn't play that well against Italy, and we managed to score 40 points. Like So I think that we're scoring tries a lot easier than we previously have. A, a lot of the tries, oddly enough, came from, uh, let's use, for example, that long cutout ball burning through to Izzy, uh, the little flick no, between the legs. No, it was the Carmichael one out no, to the, Izzy. the test beforehand. Okay. Like some, a lot yes, of these okay. things came off what was a set play that didn't go to plan, and they just yep. had to add lib, yep. and they somehow came out result, which is showing to me that they're actually not bad at playing off the cuff. They just don't do it enough. So, um, again, one of the big problems... I reckon the off the cuff is what's got them into trouble. I reckon the off the cuff is what has made the margin one point with 10 to go against We Italy. will not beat the All Blacks unless we play a game that promotes 12 to 15 offloads. Don't disagree, yeah. but the option taking and where it's being done on the field is complete was completely out of whack through June. So off the cuff, completely out of off whack. Off the cuff with our back line, I'm I'm really confident with. I I, I think Bernard. What about option? No, but let, let me digress a little. Not digress. Let me delve in a little yep. further. Um, we're we're huge fans of Dan Halepetti on this podcast. Unabashed fans. Some of uh, his option taking on the weekend, like 
taking a high ball beautifully and then flinging it back yep. to a man with three, Stephen Moore, three metres to work with down a blind channel. That's that's a that's a poor option. Yeah, no, I can't, I, I, I can't disagree with you. I think the intent. Uh, but, oh, no, is I, good. I get what you mean. Like I understand. I understand. You probably got to run up about 30, 35 points to beat the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah. I can do that without offloading. It's just where and when. Surely that comes under question. I like the intent though. When they do win turnover ball, you, you've got to use it straight away. Otherwise, that moment's lost, and and you can't just sort of churn down the field phase after phase these days and, and score tries. It is a different game. So I like the I like the intent. Um, to, to when they win that ball, to quickly move it into space. But, yeah, they, they need to practice it more, obviously. And, and as Michael Checker alluded to last night, there was a bit of short-term pain from, from that style that they're trying to implement. Yeah. So I think they do need to stick with it because it's, it's remarkable when you look at the best teams. So many of their points start within their own half um, and, and these long-range tries. So, yeah, look, I, I think that is a, a necessary move, but definitely need, need to so sharpen can, up the can, skills. But can we agree that... So when you want to talk about that, were they about top teams, let's use Super Rugby for example, let's use the Hurricanes, who are masters at long range tries. But they also kick more than any other side. So what they do is they build fatigue in the other side through clever kicking and playing field position. So when they are presented with a chance, they can take it because the other sides are gassed. At well, the that moment, the Wallabies that's one, aren't one doing that. We're struggling at our kicking game is ordinary. It's, it's not long, it's not accurate. It's, it's as Czech said last night on, on kick and chase, the kick... <laughs> It, Oddly it, enough. It's a team play because it's only going to be as good as it's chased. But yep. unfortunately, like we're cutting off 20, 30 metres every time we kick the ball. Like we, we could be going further. And that's an area where you know we are struggling. So we're not, we're not able to build sustained pressure through territory because of our kicking game. So we almost, the only way we're building pressure is by running everything. And yep. I, I, I agree with you whether we have to be able to play that style of game if we're going to beat them. And there has to be some long short-term pain for some long-term game with it can i ask you this 20 seconds in against italy australia take the kickoff michael hooper carries the ball past the 22 rather than conceding a tackle short of the 22 to give his fly half or whoever's going to kick the option either plugging it out on the fly taking the line out or just kicking downfield so he carries past it so you can't expect him to do anything else though no i'm not i'm not saying that but i'm yeah. i'm i'm guess i'm guessing that as a test side you have Exact structures off a kickoff. What you yeah, do. but you would never see a player get told, "Mate, I want you to carry just for the twenty-two. The day someone gets told to carry, not get past the twenty-two, is the day I'll give it up. Okay, no, but this yeah. is what I'm asking the question. That's yeah. why I'm asking the yeah. question. So, so hoops takes it past the twenty-two. They shift, shift, and then they come wide open across their sticks. Bernie, I think it might have been Bernie, tries to throw a skip pass in yep. front of Rory Arnold. To Alan Alatoa, who had Lepetti Tamani outside of him, and then I think DHP was outside of him, or he might have been back on the other side to kick. Um, where are you going to go in that situation? Mm. Where I mean, we're 20 seconds into a test match. Where are you going to go? You hit Alan Alatoa, and he goes five past the 22, or you hit Rory, and he goes two past the 22. Mm. Like right from the kickoff, it seemed to set the tone that they didn't didn't, didn't for me for, as a, just just as a fan, it didn't seem to make any sense. No, see, I. I looked at that and thought they're trying to get to the other side of the field and strip them as quickly as possible. But the issue is you're going left to right. And if you watch any games of rugby, if predominantly right-handed footy players, you're not going to see sides get the ball left to right. So if they're looking at that again, I don't want them to set up just another kick. I'd no. like to see them go straight to the middle and get Alan or Rory to just crash. Okay, that makes so sense. So you can exit either side. side. Yeah. But we don't have a left footer at the moment, do we? Don't have a pedigree. Don't have the HP, you're right, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, that's just... Uh, the, I, and I give, it a, I give him a C through June just from a frustration point of view, from a, an execution point of view, you know? I, I love the way yeah. that 
Um, and I know that you mentioned him last night, Halsey, the way that guys like Adam Coleman came on, Carmichael, who we're, who we're all loving now as an option, potential option long-term at 12. Um, a lot of really good positives, but just the frustration. It's just a sea from frustration. Yeah, like, I mean, t- to be sitting there, you know, fearing that Italy might win the game in the last five minutes at home, and that, that shouldn't be, be happening. You shouldn't be putting... That's your, rugby Armageddon. You shouldn't yeah. be putting your fans but through that's that. That's rugby Armageddon. If I look Armageddon. at that and I see... Rory Arnold throw that intercept pass, and if he doesn't throw that, and, and we're lucky we got away with it, he won't learn anything. He'll learn out of that. So you go, we need to be able to run it from our own end of the field. We have to be at least trying that. Maybe not off the first kick off the game. Maybe yes. later in the game when there's yep. a bit of fatigue. Yeah. First kick off, I agree. You might just go, you know yep. what? It's not on here. Let's put yep. it back. Yeah. Let's, when, when let's get up at the line yeah. out. Yeah. Got some great line out jumpers. And that's one area that has really improved. Our yep. line out has gone. You know, last year we were really quick to criticise, and I saw a stat. Yesterday, I think we were playing off about 85% line-out ball last year. This series was about 96%, but I reckon it's bigger than that because I think last year we were winning 85%, but the quality was about 60 or 70%. You gotcha. Know, like In clean terms delivery of the, to the clean, nine. Clean ball. But I thought Adam Coleman, Rory, like, um, we can almost afford to go back to a Hooper and Pocock mm-hmm. if you've got Hannigan, Arnold and Coleman, like mm-hmm. two genuine giraffes. Let me ask you this. Video sessions, video review sessions, how do they unfold? What happens? Does the whole team sit together and someone grabs the DVD and p- pause, go, pause, go? No, it's kind of been cut up prior to that. Okay. So generally, what would have happened, and I haven't played in this, under this Wallaby coaching staff, but say... A, so, but when you're at the TARS... Yeah, Nathan, Gray, Nathan Gray, would, that they would, the assistants would basically run that and Michael Checker would jump in at okay. all different instances. Um, okay. A lot of it is effort areas. Like, that's a lot of the stuff they show. So, and that's the thing that... You know, I've been talking to you know Fox about trying to show the stuff that the players would show in a week because we don't actually see it here. We don't we analyse it completely differently how the players analyse it. They analyse things like Michael Hooper may have gone to four breakdowns in a row, yep, and not actually done anything at two of them, mm-hmm. but the fact he was there may have prevented the Italian number seven from having a crash. Sure, so those little effort areas they they often highlight, okay, positive and negative, mm-hmm. um, and then what would happen? So the team stuff would just be the overall theme, like effort areas how they one big thing is how hard they work <coughs> when they've made a, a play so they either they lie on the ground which is a bad play called yep. a log or they get back on their feet which is a boff which is not bad that's a even a boff, get a boff or back on the feet yeah or mm-hmm. they get back this is what was coded a couple of years yep. ago or they get back in the game they call it a big okay the more times you have guys in big which would be mm-hmm. green it would be green uh, orange and red the more times you're in a game of footy so back in the game compared to a back on your feet I can make a tackle and I get to my feet and I can look around and see what's happening or I can make a tackle and, be up and get to line. my feet and I'm back in the game. Yep. So they do a lot of that in team meetings okay. and then they'll break it down into you know forwards and backs. Okay. And then would you go through, for example, with all the, uh, let's just say the offloads that went, went wrong on the weekend or that intercept pass, does the coach, would the coach pull the player away individually and say, listen, mate, why did you take that option? Because when we talk about the Rory Arnold intercept, if he had a tucked under his wing, he was through a three-metre gap. Yeah. Or he just gets his arms through. Like, world's biggest man, great runner as well. I think they'd like Strong. to get to the bottom of um, what's been said to those guys. So who's actually calling? Is someone okay. saying to Rory, pass? Yeah. Or is someone saying to Rory, yeah. truck it up? And that's that's a big thing because okay. often, and the beauty of having support players in behind is they're your voice. You know, you're controlling it, but they're steering it. So um, that, that, w- that is one thing they'd like to find out. Who's actually giving what calls? That's why... Guys like Carmichael Hunt are so valuable, even though he's been there for three games. Mm-hmm. When you hear 
him near a referee, you hear the talk that comes out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. It's very accurate, really precise. It's not like, oh, mate, go and feet, have a go. Mm-hmm. It's more like, mate, stay there, push up, push in, that sort of stuff. It's really accurate information. So that's probably another one. I know that Michael Checker is always fine with players offloading mm-hmm. as long as the offload is done with correct technique. Okay. So you're just spitting it out the side of your arm, not on. Mm-hmm. If you're pushing out the back and you've got full extension in that one arm offload, yep. or you can manage to be on your back and pop it out with two hands, that's where you'll see you know, a much higher success rate of offloads. Okay. One thing that sort of stood out to me was uh, in the two years since the, the World Cup, just the, they really have lost confidence I think the Wallabies and, and those pressure moments as well and, and I think that, that two years of bad super rugby results and negativity has really planted some sort of seeds of doubt into the team like they had Genier and Foley the two guys driving the team around they were they were suddenly making very uncharacteristic mistakes and that just stood out to me that you know that this team is really struggling big time for confidence and, they, and they're not even being able to put teams like Scotland, Italy, um, Fiji away. So, yeah, I think Czech on the show last night admitted for, for the first time that, yes, you know, Super Rugby results really have uh, sort of embedded themselves. And in, this is one that I could understand, uh, and, I, and I've, I've wrestled with it, is this whole notion around the players being unfit when hand-delivered to Michael Checker. So, I'm... And again, coming at it from an outsider's view, in March of this year, he would have been on the phone to say, Tony McGann has said, how's Sefer tracking? What's his anaerobic? aerobic? What's all that looking like at the moment? Is that how it works? It all gets updated live now with the whole GPS. All that GPS information that every team has comes straight back into the Wallabies. But the, the issue they're having is they can't actually get the teams... To, to agree to, to share with because it. say for example if you've got no not share it just if you've got say the rebels let's say say they've got five or six players that are you know maybe not going to be able to play this week so they don't do they don't train Tuesday mm. um, and they give them till Friday to see because they're their best players like Sean okay Michael Checker cannot force Tony McGahn to, to make to those load, guys, to, to load, load him them. up so I'll give I'll give you a good example mm-hmm. from you talking GPS and I think it's there's a lot of benefit in it and it's causing a lot of problems I'll. I was talking to Werther about this yesterday. So I'm playing at Ramwick at the moment. Mm-hmm. All the Ramwick players that are contracted to the Tars don't train Monday night, even though the rest of the team train Monday night. Okay. Andrew Deegan, really good number 10, yes. captain of Ramwick or co-captain, yep. has not played a Tars game but has trained with them all year. He's not allowed to train Monday night with his club side. How is that actually helping the bloke get into the Tars? Yes. When he can only do... 66% of the training sessions. Well, how's that helping him it's make Ramwick better? Exactly. Which, in turn, if they're because, all training, they're making the club they've got to, they've got to keep him fresh and better. He's, you know, he's trained on Monday. You know what? Andrew Deegan's 21, 22. Hammer him. Hammer him. Honestly. Hammer him. And he'll learn so much more from it. Yeah. So, that when when Michael Checker inherited the Tars in 2013, mm-hmm. something along the lines of the preseason before with Michael Foley, and Foles is big on having big bodies and guys being big and powerful, but not necessarily... Not not fit. He yes. likes a big, heavy pack, gotcha. not a fit mobile pack. You'd love to have all, but you can't have it all. So he would have them doing about, on average, 17K in off-season week. 17K a week in mm-hmm. off-season. When Michael Checker came in, he built it up. By the time they won it in 2014, they were hitting 30, 35K weeks in Holy off-season. really? So that's what it takes. His training load is bigger, like, and it's survival of the fittest. Okay. So he can't... He, they, they can ask and ask and ask but they don't control those players throughout the week and that's okay. the they are sharing GPS information this season and that's for why the, that's for the why first they time though and that's, yeah. that's why they now s- 
saying, hang on, we've, we've got some different levels here, and I think okay. that, that'll probably get smoothed out next uh, season with so, a more cohesive so the re- approach. But so the reason that players are at a different level is because at a state level, they they are needed to be managed through in terms of their workload so they can be on the field rather than being tuned up for a June that's, series for that's the That's what they think. And is that the best way of putting it? Yeah, so they just... Some coaches get paranoid that they'll lose players through training too hard, and they don't simply don't have the numbers and the depth in their squad. And mm-hmm. if we train them too hard, we'll get so hammies. So they get to hand so it's like an Achilles. We've done enough. And the other thing you get as well, and I've been here as a player, and it's one of my big regrets when I was playing, is players start to worry about, oh, I wasn't feeling too fresh, and I was a bit fatigued. And it's the worst thing you can get in as a player. You can yep. start to worry about the schedule. And as a captain of a Super Rugby side, that you know the shit hit the fan one year, and we were there, mm-hmm. and it was players saying. We're training too hard. We need more hours off in between here and there. You know what? Playing football is the easiest job you'll ever had mm-hmm. in terms of time off. Yep. You're exhausted because yep. you've worked really hard. And I, then I go to the only time I ever had success in terms of winning competitions, one club and one super rugby, was because I was in a side coach, ironically by Michael Checker, that mm-hmm. trained unbelievably hard. You're always exhausted, but you were just battle-hardened. Mm-hmm. And players didn't complain because they actually could see that they were working hard and they were achieving results. So I was asked this, I was asked this question on the way in today. Um, how can a professional rugby player not be fit? So let's just use an unnamed player from the Queensland Reds who's in the Wallabies setup for yep. the June Test Series. Uh, he himself feels as though he's not as fit as he could be, wants to do some more training, but there might be a situation there where a coach or a strength and conditioning person or across any one of the clubs says, actually, no, you need to take a bit more rest. They want to train, but they can't. That would they, would that happen as well? Uh, well, that that would. That's what I said. It was happening at Randwick with Club Footy. So he wants to, he wants well, to train. The, this we're going to be little careful. digs because the guy doesn't want to go to the Tars and say I don't agree with you. I want to. Yes. Tra-, you know he's been yeah. told, right? And, he, and he's now got in his mind that I've trained today. I need to be fresh for tomorrow. Okay. And I need a day off. And and even like even my club side Randwick on a Thursday night now, they don't train anywhere near as hard as they used to train on Thursday night because you want to be fresh like. Mm. Used to be used to be knackered on a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Used to be crawling out of bed, and yep. I had the shits because I trained so hard on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And now there's there's it's information overload. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay. So there's all this GPS, and it's all about keeping players fresh and happy. But you want players fatigued and miserable because then they've got a bit of an edge in them. Can I ask what your guys' take would be around what happens over the next three weeks in terms of getting them ready for Bledis One? Is it too late now, or can you tune up in that period of time? No, we um we had Michael on the show last night, and he mentioned that they're going into the States, and they're actually topping up those guys that aren't going to be playing semifinals. The States have allowed the Wallabies staff and S&Cs to That's come in great. and grab the guys they want. That's great. And towel them up. That's great. Yeah, so, I mean, we had a similar situation last year. Where Including like the Brumbies? No, I don't oh, think the Brumbies okay. are there because they're... And yep. To be fair, no, because the, Stephen Larkham's so close to the, the line. The with, Brumbies yeah. are one side that they do think are being really well prepared. And a okay. good, good example of them is when they went on that overseas trip. They mm-hmm. went from South Africa to Argentina, had two of their best performances. Yep. So that's good preparation. Okay, from them. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So that, I mean, that is one positive spin-off from not having teams in the in the finals. Check will get a lot more time to spend with this group yep. than than his um, opposites will. So yep. yeah, let, let's hope he. I'm sure he will spend that time really well. And there was also sort of some information coming out through June that. He actually hammered the the players during this period as well because he treated it like a preseason mm-hmm. for the the rugby championship almost. So it's 
uh, yeah, clearly they need to smooth out a lot of this stuff because there's oh, the centralisation debate comes up again. But but clearly there are just so many competing motives going on that they need to to, to, to put the Wallabies clearly at, at the top, don't they? And, and just have everything, um, I, I guess, report back to that. But these are the questions that come up off the back of comments made by the national coach and echoed by the captain as well from punters who are trying to make sense of what they yeah, like, like. How can we not be fit? Yeah, like yeah, like there's there's obviously like degrees of fitness. They are fit. Let's, let's not be no, silly. No, but I understand. Yeah, no, yeah, but, no, uh, but, but, but are they are they te- are they fit enough to roll no, the All Blacks? That's no, probably yeah, the that's, question. That that's people why are punters for. are shaking their heads. See, this is to try and explain it to the punters. It's not about saying you're not fit enough to get through a game of football. It's what they're trying to say is the way that they like to coach and the way that this coach has had success. He needs him to be this fit because he wants him to play with a high school game. Can I ask for it? Can I want him to kick can I, less? Can I give go? you a potential example of yep. maybe that being the case? Uh, Will Gennier, who hasn't had to, um, well, has, has obviously come off the back of his season with uh, Starfront. So shone up there, done incredibly well. But the pace of the game in um, the Champions Cup and top fourteen, nowhere near as fast, obviously, as Test level. Potentially super rugby in terms of pace of the game. Uh, so he comes back for June. The ball he threw over the top of, was it Hodgie or Bernard Foley on the weekend? Makes the Foley. line break off the ball from Tamani. So you're saying if he's fitter, potentially he doesn't make that mistake. Is that what, is that what you're saying? The, the fitter you are, the less, the less areas and you're, you're making. And your decision-making in... Exactly. Decision-making under pressure. Okay, I understand. Got a clear ahead. Like, okay. you know, it's all... I don't under... Not an S&C myself, but yep. having a lower heart rate... Yep at the same stage in a game, would allow you to probably catch but, and pass. Or normally he just goes one off, then comes exactly, around, then yeah. goes another pass yep. to an unmarked player. Yep. And, if, and if I'm an Aussie rugby that's fan... That's just like, an example. That's yeah, not singling him out. But no, I'm no. just asking, is that what, example, what you'd yeah. be looking at when yeah. they say fit? Because they'll always be able to get fit. through. Yep. It's been able to get through and just having and that do look the right on the face thing. that they're gotcha. just under complete control. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. If I'm an Aussie rugby fan, like you can accept maybe the other team's got more talent, um, just played better on the day, but to hear that you're not as fit as these other teams, I mean, that's got to be pretty galling, doesn't it? To, to go, hang on, what, what the hell's happening here at a time? If you're an Aussie rugby fan. Yeah, at, yeah. A, at a time where you... But that makes more sense to me now. And as I said, like, they wouldn't have come out and said that. I think it was Steve Moore that said it first. Yeah, initially, and, yeah. And, you know, he's playing at the Reds and they're having terrible back ends of, of the game. Like, I don't know what's happened there, but the Reds have experienced plays, which makes you think they have strong finishes to games mm-hmm. and they have the exact opposite. So... Um, you got Brad Thorne cracking the whip up there, so yeah, it's a bit of a mystery, isn't it? Well, and he was a very, you know, he thrived on being strong and fit, but yeah. they wouldn't have come out and said this if they didn't actually have the facts behind them. So they're they're obviously convinced that this is one of the main reasons. Yeah. I'm still confused why centralisation, there just seems to be too many benefits and not enough negatives for it not to happen. I'm still a bit confused as to why there's resistance to that. I guess it's states wanting to protect their own patch, but yeah, uh, I, I got a yeah. My thought process around we would be here for hours if, uh, if I yeah. yeah if I teed up my model. But I'm with you, were though. I think and it seems to work okay over the Tasman. So a good I'd example we got told recently was like, what what do you mean by centralisation? Why, well, we need to have five teams scrummaging the exact same way. That's a that's a good one because if not just scrummaging, but calling every guy out there that played club footy, you've played crouch, touch, and, then you're, mm-hmm. and now two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Is it hit one, two, three? Is it mm-hmm. squeeze and now? Like, there's that many. So just to be able to have the same type of philosophy, like everyone goes straight or we're going to be this low or this high, just every single team to be doing the same thing will help the Wallabies enormously. But at the moment, 
They're not because there's five different scrum coaches. Mario Ledesma will go down and work with them, mm-hmm. but that's not to say they're all doing the exact same thing. I gotcha. Do you know what I like to see is the is the forefront uh, around centralisation. Rum and Coke is a line-out calls. Rum and Coke, yeah. Wallabies, yep. from the Wallabies level, yep. to the Newport Breakers. <laughs> Everyone use Rum and Coke. Can you talk me through that quickly? Not being a line-out pre- yep. Goes to the front, A-N-D. If the, if the certain letter yep. falls wherever you decide in the runner thing, and C-O-K-E, to the back. You used to have a Rum and Coke's the answer. Rum and Coke. It was actually silent. The hooker would stare at the ball in his left hand. That was going two. Right hand four. Both hand six. That's great. Not a word said. Nobody would yeah. ever know. No, it wasn't easy when you had fatigue front rows. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Uh, all right. Okay, so we'll, should we leave the Wallabies there for the moment? So, Werther, you and I both uh, hit them with a C. My C comes out of frustration. Yours comes from just hitting with a C because you're a Kiwi. Uh, no, no, not at all. I'm just trying to assess the performance. Sure. Okay. Uh, Horsey, you be minus. Yeah, yeah. I'd, you yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's... Shift across to the All Blacks and Lions tour of New Zealand. Holy smokes, what a game last night. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon in Sydney. Tuesday night, we saw one of the great midweek tour games involving the Hurricanes, Hurricanes, and the Lions. Lions, how good. Firstly, the opposing chance. Yeah, you got the Lions, 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 Lions and the Lions. Hurricanes. Yeah, it's it's Hurricanes. Uh, it's a chance I love. It's probably pretty simple and uh, and, a, and a bit dull. But yeah, when, when the stadium's full like it was, um, it, it took on a bit more um, excitement. And, and yeah, like you say, uh, a great game. It's it's interesting how the series has gone. Like uh, we had the Hurricanes in the end playing a stop, relatively. Just stop for a second. Sure. What did you just call them? Hurricanes. This is what shits me so oh. much. New Zealand fans. If ever I'm calling a Hurricanes game. Can't even pronounce the canes. They crack it. Same as Highlanders, right? Hurricanes. Who's ever seen the movie The Highlander? No one. Everyone's seen The Highlander. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then when they're chanting, it's Hurricanes, not that's, Hurricanes, Hurricanes. That's, that's the big argument. Yeah. yeah. Look, so, so get so get off my get off my back, man. Yeah. You, you've been getting a few complaints I've copped, about I've that. I've copped it before the, from the first. They don't like you calling the Hurricanes. They hate it. Same as they. Say again. Same it's as what? Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Same as oh they God. hate being called. They hate their sides to call the high, the Highlanders Highlanders. They want them the Highlanders, and even Highlanders. Swaney, our colleague, has adopted that. And I'm going to smack him in the yeah. back of the head when he comes Oof. in from his Can't holidays. Can't miss his head. Yeah. He's on holidays, head. is he? Where's he's he on going? Holidays, he's on the Gold Coast. So oh. probably not. Um, so why? Just tell me quickly why. Well, I think if you if you studied your Oxford dictionary, and yes. uh, obviously people back home are doing that a lot. Um, Hurricanes is the 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 technically correct term but you, you're quite right when, when the, you then start chanting the other way around then um, it's it's yeah. getting a bit messy so look I'll, I'm not going to have a go at you okay. mate carry, I'll, carry I'll on that. full house well. at the cake tin and the Hurricanes came back from a large deficit to draw it and essentially they had a chance to win it at the back end as a little knock on close to the line cost them that shot in the Laomapi penalty as well but it was just an epic game of rugby Tuesday night so good yeah. Were they, what about um Sammy Lassie, how good's he going over there at the moment? He's that was the best game I've seen him play yeah. for the Hurricanes and former uh, Warrior, yeah, yeah. former yeah. Warrior, the Warriors, yeah, yeah, Warriors, just a huge, huge yeah. man, pretty, you know, like a, a, a probably a Will Skelton in a, a bit better mm. shape. It's fair to say, and and yeah, he, he's taken a, a lot of time to to get used to the uh, the fifteen man game, but yeah, his his work in the malls and in that tight tight exchanges was really really impressive. He was uh, more than holding his own against the the gnarly lines pack. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting how the series is going. Like uh, that game last night and then the, the test in the weekend, we've actually seen a role reversal to some degree with uh, the All Blacks 
playing quite tight, really physical, uh, forward-orientated game at times, and the Lions are scoring some points from long range. So it's it's interesting how it's all evolving. We've got some really fascinating tactical stuff, and uh, yeah, like that, that game last night with both teams getting a chance to win it. Um, yeah, just a, a great Speaking way to. Speaking of former Warriors, Nanai Laomapi or Nani Laomapi, the centre for the Hurricanes. How do you stop that bloke? Poor old Dan Bigger. He, Dan Bigger was so brave last oh. night. He he put his head on on Lamapi's hip about ten times. He was getting steamrolled, but hanging on, it was it was brutal stuff. But yeah, like trying to tackle that guy. I don't know if you could compare him to anyone that you played. It, but I think Nonu's the comparison that comes up. Just that really low centre yeah. of gravity and that the, the powerful legs, powerful and hips. hips and yeah, like a Tuisova over in Toulon. Yeah. Hey, very similar. Yeah, yeah like just I'd, brutal. Yeah, just a little pocket rocket. David Smith, a little bit like that. At, in his, yeah, yeah, in his yeah. Peak. That's a good example yeah. of David Smith. Renault Ranger had a bit of that about him. Yeah. yeah. A fair bit of granite. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, um, so. But it was just an awesome game. And going back to Saturday night, 30-15 full-time, All Blacks via the Lions. Again, the, the skill level and the, and the pace, the decision-making was just so impressive. Yeah, really great test game. And it was the tactical stuff I really enjoyed. Like, we were all sort of scratching our heads as to how the All Blacks would come up to, to combat the the line speed that the Lions had, which was super effective in those tour games, and um, a lot of people thought, oh, there might be some crossfield kicks, or you know they'll try the fancy stuff, but no, it was just playing off Aaron Smith and having guys running angles and inside balls, and Sonny Bill was just incredibly brave some of the some of the runs he was making and it and it worked so well that the Lions uh, I don't think were prepared for that and, um, and and at times they weren't even contesting the breakdown uh, very well so yeah just just how it unfolded technically tactically I really enjoyed there's often a theory if like someone's going to race out of the line where do you go like they want you to go away from them mm. go at them mm. you know like if because very rarely do you say there's a line of six plays either side of the ruck and mm-hmm. say the line where they they go down the right side to the left defense very often, you will only see three or four or five of those six sprint up. On the, from the opposite yeah, side of the road? it's really hard to get six guys. Oh no, on the same side. Okay, it's really hard to get six guys to move to up f- together. at that speed. Yeah. And it, it's really hard to do it for 80 minutes as well. Yep. So there's often going to be, and that's where the All Blacks were smart, they found space inside, like at that, sp- you know, just on the edges of where the, you know, the point of that line speed was. So, yeah, I, I don't think they'll play the same against the Wallabies All Blacks because the Wallabies won't defend like that. But I don't, Do you think they'll play the same way this weekend? I don't know. Or do you think the do you think the Lions go back to a more conventional style of defence? I, I think they need to contest the breakdown a bit more. The the Lions, um, that they, they, they weren't able to turn the ball over. Do you think they'll make any changes? Yeah, I think uh, they'll have to. And the, I, I think it makes sense with the big squad. They've got great players, like the guys on the, the the B team. Some of them are just as good as the guys on the top team, like Henderson and Laws. Last night were Henderson was great. Yeah, were excellent. Um, the only problem is that they've, they've played on they've played on Tuesday. Um, so it is a bit of an ask to, to back up again, but yeah, I Laws came off pretty early though last night. Yeah, so I think that's a minute mark. I think that's a pointer, but yeah, I think Atoje needs to start. Um, and, and then Warburton? yeah, Laws. Law, oh, I, I, I don't think seen enough from him. I'd still stick yeah. with Sean O'Brien. Yeah, I'd keep Sean O'Brien. I just thought they'd play them together and yeah. move the other, the Irish uh, Peter. Pedro Mani, yeah. yeah, so he Mahoney. might. So they, they they could go with the Toje on the blind side, and then a uh, uh, Laws Henderson. Um, uh, I mean, Alan Wynne Jones, a a great uh, servant over the years, but just he, he locked off the pace in that yeah. that first test. So yeah, I think that's where the changes will. Do probably you think come. the Lions can can win this one? No, I've said I've I've got a huge bet running with my mate Goldie, 
He's bet me like an all-expenses-paid lunch at Garfish down in Manly. Nice. That could be thousands. It could, it could get ugly real quick. So me and my mate, the uh, halves, have teamed up against Goldie and Leif, and Goldie and Leif think the Lions can win a, a test. I just don't see it. I do not see it. I just, I've seen such improvement in their midweek team, and the, uh, if they had scored those tries that they should have scored the other night, I know the All Blacks scrambled really, really How, well. Mate, some of the defensive work from like... <laughs> Two yeah. meters off the All Blacks line. Yeah, how do they get it back? I don't know, but I, but the, they created some some awesome opportunities. That try they scored just showed that they can do it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be sitting there after the game. Lines going, they left two or three tries out there in the first half. If they get two or three tries in the first half, they teams from the Northern Hemisphere know how to close out games better than anyone. Concede that. I think yeah. Yeah, I, I take your point. I think the All Blacks left points out there as yeah, well. Yeah, they, I agree. They'll look at that. I think both teams blew, blew some decent chances. So, I'm yeah. going Lions. Buggy, I'm yeah. going Lions. Yep. I hope it's dry. I hope Wellington's dry and I, I hope, hope it's just side to side. Speaking of bets, uh, poor old Christy Doran's um, mm. staring down the barrel himself. Kurt, Kurt Jones, um, mm-hmm. a, a News former producer Fox Sports. Here at Fox, uh, yep. Uh, yeah, him, him, and myself uh, have have had a bet with Christy where if the All Blacks win, he has to shout Kurt and I uh, drinks for two hours straight. Any drinks we want, as, Where mu- as much as we, we can choose, we can choose. We're thinking uh, <laughs> that's a that could get that could be more expensive than my Garth. This could work out to be more expensive than your Kurt's Hillary v Trump. <laughs> this is where I'm. Thinking I can make my money back, uh, <coughs> Halsey. So yeah, we're thinking your uh, way back into it. <laughs> we're, we're thinking I'm in the red. I'm in the black. <laughs> we're thinking Grift, Grifter Brewery uh, out, out there in Marrickville. Is where can we're I suggest you don't go to a brewery? Go to a, a cocktail bar I, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to completely just go straight for espresso martinis. Hundred percent. Mm. Like that's uh, all I'm drinking is cocktails for two hours. But uh, yeah, brain explosion from from Christy. The uh, tripod has to carry me out, <laughs> or the crane. What do we call him? Tai Chi, Tai Chi, Tai Chi tripod. Tai Chi, Tai Chi. He'd love to be called the tripod. That's a, a very positive nickname for Lindsay. Mm. Um, that's more because he's a scientist. That's more because yeah, he's a scientist. You, you, uh, you take it though. I, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see. I just, I just see the most. I just see that all that side right now is being so well rounded. How good was Sam Kane the other night as well? Speaking to Scotty Sumo Stevenson, our contemporary across the ditch, and he was glowing in his praise of Sam Kane. And, and back to what you were saying earlier, what was it? Some of the stuff that you don't see. Yeah, it's the dark stuff you don't see. The biggest thing that stood out from the, obviously, a huge difference in intensity between the Wallabies test and the All Blacks test, but just the, the accuracy at the breakdown. Like, the All Blacks only commit um, two people often to, to when they have the ball, they're attacking breakdown, but they they just get it spot on. They, they clean the guy out. Um, yep. There's a few and times where... done better than Kane. O'Brien and Falatau had their hands on the ball, mm-hmm. looked like they might get a piece of it, and then, and then wham, they were getting blown off by a, a Kane or a Retallick. It's so. interesting you say that, I spoke with an analyst recently, one of the Australian rugby or super rugby analysts, and they were looking at the Canes in preparation for, and they went through all of the games, one game, and they went through all of Sam Kane's involvements, and they reckon he was like 100% accurate with his clean outs, which right. is very, like, everything. And they were showing him getting two blokes off the ball, and and, and that's, when I, when I played against him, you knew he worked really hard, yep. but he certainly doesn't have the yep. flair that an Artie Survey does, yep. but, uh, or even doesn't have the link game that McCaw does, but his work rate and his accuracy is... And, and that's exactly why the All Blacks have him, hold him in such high regard. And that, that's why I think with uh, Pocock and Liam Gill not being here for, for this season, I think... I, I know he's not the 100% answer, but I think they need to get Fardy back in the mix uh, for the Rugby Championship because they, they just weren't effective enough at the, the breakdown. Uh, Hannigan had had some real go about him, but he's probably not... He's not hard on the not ball, Not quite no. big enough um, at this level. With a design he, like that, I reckon yeah. he's yeah. big enough. Yeah. You think but so? It's, it's a technique issue. Fard's, is, he, 
Fardy's no bigger than Hannigan. Yeah, again, let's yeah. not forget how young Hannigan is. Yeah, yeah. Things take time to refine. And yeah. Sam Kane, on the way through, gets a taste, gets tossed back out again. Comes back in, gets yeah. tossed back out again. So he can refine on the way through. Then he gets tossed in there. Yeah. I, anyway. Um, so, also, Kieran Reid's return to international rugby. Not bad. He's all right. <laughs> He's okay. Yeah, I get. Yeah, the, the positive of having a broken thumb is he could do everything else. So he, a few people have mentioned, he looked leaner and 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 he, you know, went seventy eight minutes pretty happily. Uh, that offload in through the scrum. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, so Arcee. Arcee. So yeah, it was a. I, I get. He's a, a relatively new captain, but that was the sort of performance that's gone. Okay, he, he's clearly the the real deal. It was a McCaw like performance. I think he's been the real deal for five years. Yeah, yeah, but that that was. As a as a leader of the, yep. the All Blacks, you know what I mean. I can't yep. believe that would ever be under question. Yeah, yep. Kiwis such oh, hard mate. markers, aren't they? Because when he played for Bay of Plenty <laughs> under 14s and that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, give us your score prediction this weekend. Were they New Zealand by how many? Uh, I think the weather forecast is pretty poor, so I'll go. Surprise shock. Yeah, 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 I'll go. Uh, it was nice last night. I'll go uh, All Blacks by. Th- 14 points. Lions, Lions <laughs> by four points, I'm going. You can come and come yeah. to the bar with Christy and I and buy some Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Hurricanes again. Captain, Hurricanes. Captain Hurricane. No, the, the, the side that are going to be representing the Hurricanes and the wider New Zealand, uh, the All Blacks, to get it done this weekend. And I reckon by a uh, margin between 17 and 20 points. At some point of this arduous tour, you've got to look around and just be gassed, surely. At some point, when you hit 60 minutes this weekend, if you're behind by 10... And you're the Lions? Forget about it. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, the All Blacks are a lot fresher. I mean, some people have forgotten that the Lions are at the end of a 10 or 11 month season or something crazy. So, um, yeah, look, oh, it's, it's not completely even in terms of how the teams have been prepared. But God, yeah, I love them, though. This is, this is their last chance. God, I love their fans. So, I think we'll see a... I love the There was a fair bit of niggle style. last night. I think we could, good niggle. I think there's potential for an actual fight this, this Saturday, an actual punch up rather than handbags. Uh, yeah. And um, also, congratulations from across the weekend go to our friends in Fiji who put away Scotland. Tosaviti to Fiji who hung on against the Scots 27-22 full time without Namani Nandolo and the team who was at Suncorp watching on. And also, fellas, a shout out to. Uh, a good friend of the show, Werner, who has his young bloke who runs around with the French's Forest Club and he's a Marlins fan. Dropped me a note last night on the Book of Face, said loves the podcast, so uh, the love goes right back the other way to you, Werner. Oh, and to you to as well, who've um, got through a long podcast today, but plenty good chat. Real good in-depth style chat, so trust you've enjoyed it. It's been a long time since we've been able to serve it up to you from Fox Sports HQ. This weekend, don't forget you can catch the return of Africa Conference 1 and 2 in Super Ooh. Rugby. Better, and better IQ that. 5.30pm Sydney time, East Coast time, you can watch the All Blacks going up against the British. Lions, Lions, Lions. We'll Lions. see you uh, next week.